Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show... Crypto prices, DX sale 101, and of course, headlines. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, April 26, 2021. I don't have much to say today, but I do want to correct something from the listener questions. Actually, it's not a correction. It's an addition to. I said the Berlin Fork was early. It was supposed to be happening in June or July, and it was early, and that is correct. The Berlin Fork did happen early. But Ethereum 2.0 has more forks coming up in July and October. That is the London Fork and the Shanghai Fork, respectively. I want to say thank you to the listener for sending me an email saying, hey, you should mention these forks. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I should. So thank you very much for pointing that out. The Ethereum 2.0 fork schedule is still going on. There is more forks happening. London Fork in July and Shanghai Fork in October. Now let's get to those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 1045 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is up 7.5%. Y'all were scared. Y'all still scared? $53,616. Ethereum's in the number two spot at $2,486, up 7.5% as well. Binance Coin BNB is at $534.91, up 5.2%. XRP's in the number four spot at $1.24, up 14.5%. Tether number five. Rounding out the top 10, we have Cardano, Dogecoin, Polkadot, Uniswap, and number 10, Litecoin. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency, we're at $1.999 trillion, with the BTC dominance of 50.3%. And in today's main conversation, I'm talking to Hash from DX Sale. I wanted a DX Sale 101, so here it is for y'all. Enjoy. Hey, brother. How's it going? Absolutely excellent. Thank you for asking. But we're going to talk about your project today, DX Sale. And this is cryptocurrency market within venture capital. Tell me about this. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's a couple of guys uh, uh, that I met up with who are very interested in building out a standard in, in, in the cryptocurrency industry, a very decentralized way of basically managing different parts of what I like to call the token journey. And what, what, what does that mean? And so what, how, what is the venture capital aspect to this? Yeah, so in traditional finance, venture capital is kind of referred to the equity of shares in a company, early stages, startup level, and providing some form of uh, support uh, to those startups in any way or form. So we want to take that idea and bring it into the cryptocurrency world, but in a truly decentralized way. And that's where we kind of think about different decentralized applications that we can bring together and make them very like interoperable with one another. So that for anyone who doesn't know anything about cryptocurrency, but wants to be an entrepreneur in crypto world, they can get started by using our tools that are very easy to use, and they don't really require a lot of knowledge. And that's what the token journey is all about. It's about what can we do to facilitate different parts of management of a token. So this can be creating of a token or other things. 
Okay, so I, I am trying to figure out what's the difference between your project and, uh, say, a, I, an ICO from uh, 2017. I mean, venture capitalism or, or a venture capitalist, if there's a seed seed phase or, you know, seeding a startup company mm-hmm. or a Series A, and basically that's what an ICO is. Correct. And, and, and in 2017, we've seen a lot of uh, projects that basically uh, came in, raised a lot of funds and left, didn't really provide a lot of value either. And then because of that, a lot of exchanges came up with their own uh, launch paths that basically provided a lot of trust and a lot of reliability of the tokens that are launched through uh, these uh, exchanges or IDOs. Uh, what we want to do is something kind of take the best of both worlds where it's very similar to an ICO or a pre-sale, but we want to add a lot of decentralized tools like vetting, uh, a lot of community management, voting systems to kind of basically separate the good from the bad in a decentralized community way so that everyone can figure out what projects are the best for their risk tolerance. So it's, it's about making it very free and open, just like 2017 was, but removing all of the rugs and all of the all of the other kind of fraudulent activity that happens in ICOs through decentralized contracts. And, and with this, is, is it more of like a token sale or is it actually buying equity in the company? Because when you are a venture capital, mm-hmm. a venture capitalist, you are buying equity in a company. I don't know how, what the dilution is or how much yeah. you're, the percentage you're, you're, you're buying, but you know, you can walk away with, with a seed uh, in the seed round or a series A with, you know, 10 or 20% of a company. Uh, is that going to be the same way here? And you do actually own part of that? Yeah. So we're going to, we're thinking long-term or the first uh, phase that we're thinking about is first focusing on the current cryptocurrency markets and we have a platform focused on just the ICO kind of style uh, services. Uh, We're currently live on Binance Smart Chain and we have about 800 pre-sales already uh, launched through our platform in a decentralized fashion where it automatically gets uh, liquidity locked and into pancake swap automatically so people don't have to worry about the uh, the most common form of rugs where people don't, uh, the owner doesn't really provide liquidity to the exchange. Uh, this is our phase one to try to first uh, build a standard within the cryptocurrency. The phase two part of it is more about actual companies outside of the cryptocurrency industry with equities. How can we bring them into the world of crypto and provide some form of equity through tokenizations? The liquidity, you mentioned the liquidity, and I think that it's a very good point is how do you guarantee that? Let me let me, let me phrase this differently. You, you you keep mentioning rug pulls. You keep mentioning uh, different ways of fraudulent behavior. I, I know that there are different ways to invest in companies now here in the U.S. Um, and there isn't liquidity. You can buy you know certain kinds of stocks. You own the stocks in the company, but. Uh, you have to just like trade them within, you know, a certain group or you have to ask the company if they want to buy them first or you have to, uh, you know, go and just find people to buy them at what there's no there's no price that it's, you know, price that it's just like, hey, I, I will sell you to for X amount of money. Where do you find this exchange? Where do you get this uh, liquidity? When do, where do you get this uh, freedom for the purchasers of these tokens or these investments? And how do you ma- maintain that or assure that? Yeah, uh, I think that's what Uniswap really solved for the cryptocurrency industry is a way to provide uh, liquidity. And that's that was the biggest challenge in 2017 when we had different uh, decentralized exchanges uh, in the market, but there was not enough liquidity to provide those type of exchanges. So Uniswap solved a lot of that problem. 
And that's what uh, we are doing through our smart contracts. Our DAO basically ensures that whatever you raise, you have to provide a minimum percentage of what you raise into the liquidity contract. The owner does not have a choice in the matter of providing that liquidity to a decentralized exchange for their community members to, or anyone in the crypto market to trade. So you're trying to say if they raise a million dollars, they have to provide maybe, let's say, $500,000 of liquidity, and then the company can use the $500,000 to grow their business. Exactly. Uh, you, they will not get the money until... Uh, it's basically one form that sits on the blockchain that's a smart contract. And minimally, they have to provide a minimum of 50% or 70% uh, based on the type of launchpad that you use on our platform. And once that is established, only then they will get the remaining funds, whether that's 30% or 50% back into their wallets to go out their business and achieve their roadmap objectives. That means that the amount of capital that they can they need to raise to maybe uh, grow the business the way that they want to grow their business has to be even more. Uh, what I mean by that is like, so let's just say if we do a million dollar um, seed raise, right? Right now you can use that million dollars. Uh, if you have to provide 50% or 70% of liquidity, you know, that's, you know, really limiting what you can do with instead of having a million dollars, you're having half of that or, you know, uh, 30% of that. You, then you need to raise three to $4 million to actually get the, the money that you need to grow your business, right? Are you expecting that the amount raised because it'll be decentralized and because it'll be using cryptocurrency will be actually higher than you would usually get from a traditional VC? Um. It's, a, it's an interesting question, and there's two parts to it. Uh, number one is the community itself that believe in the project uh, understands the need for liquidity in a decentralized way. Whether you want to be in a decentralized exchange or something on Binance, you have to provide some form of liquidity to that platform. Uh, second part is what you mentioned about seed rounds. So we actually developed the first uh, seed round type process within the decentralized space where a project basically says, hey, I want to raise 1 million. Once I raise 1 million, after four months, we'll do another vote. And if that vote succeeds, then I am eligible for more money. If you don't think I've done what I was supposed to do for my project after four months, then the community can vote no, and they will receive back some portion of the money. This is kind of like coming from venture capital where you might go to a seed round and you're trying to get another second seed round and you will be successful or you will not be successful. The difference here is if you're not successful, then there is another vote for getting the remaining money back that is locked up in the pool or uh, nothing happens and uh, the project basically has to continue with whatever funds they have remaining. Damn it. You keep giving me more questions to ask. Um <laughs> That seems as though you're putting a lot of power into the people who are giving you this money to grow your business. It seems like it seems like if you're going to go knock on doors of the of VCs, you can knock on dozens of doors. And if they say no, you just go to another door, right? By giving the power to the voters here to say yes or no to the growth of your company, it seems like you're relinquishing a lot of of power to them. What's the option then for that company to? take what's remaining liquidity, walk away and start knocking on other traditional VCs doors or using a different um, network on the cryptocurrencies in the cryptocurrency space to raise more money? Well, uh, the voting comes from the token itself. It's like being a token holder, a shareholder. You're a part of this social committee in a way. Uh, so if you have the tokens, you should have the power to make decisions 
for any type of uh, request, whether that's funding or something else. And if there are other venture capitalists that are interested in providing, uh, they see an opportunity, they want to provide the money, they can go to the market and buy those tokens as well. And they will be probably cheaper because they're looking for more money, right? If someone's looking for more money to raise, uh, they may not be in a good position, but sometimes they are in a good position. So you can also reach out to the team as well. And I know there's OTC ways of also providing team tokens to venture capitalists at, at a fixed rate. So there's a lot of options here. Ash, project manager at DXL, thank you very much for coming on the show and talking about venture capital in cryptocurrency. All right, thanks, man. Moving on to today's headlines. Trevor Lawrence is universally expected to be the number one draft pick of the 2021 NFL draft this week. He's not selling an NFT, but he is getting a multi-million dollar crypto deal from Blackfolio, who is endorsing him, kind of sponsoring him, I guess. Well, this kid is going to get paid. Apparently, he already signed deals with Adidas and Gatorade, and he's going to be the number one draft pick, and Blackfolio is giving him some money. I mean, wow. Okay. This deal is not only just a multi-million dollar deal, it's also a charity deal, where him... Lawrence and FTX Exchange's CEO Sam Bankman Fried will both give $100,000 to a joint donation to a charity that they'll decide after the NFL draft. The Dutch are seizing crypto and cash, seizing about $367 million worth of cash and cryptocurrency in criminal cases. That's a hell of an increase from 2019, which the total was about $312 million. So there's about a $50 million split. How much in cryptocurrency, you're asking? About $10 million in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, which is not really that much compared to how much cash they have, but I'm going to say it's still a lot of Bitcoin. I guess the real big part of the story here is how much more cryptocurrency they have this year, or I'm sorry, in 2020, than they had in 2019. $10 million opposed to 2019's $1.3 million worth of cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is being used more, I guess, in all aspects of transactions. If you guys remember, Binance started selling stocks. They have Tesla stock and Coinbase stock on their platform. It's not really the stock. It's more like IOU saying that you can buy the price and start trading the stocks, but you don't have the stock. But the stock prices are backed by actual stock. The real news is that they're going to add more of these virtual stocks. They're going to add MicroStrategy, and that's on April 26th, Apple on April 28th, and Microsoft on April 30th. So if you want to buy any one of these stocks, you can on the 26th, the 28th, and the 30th. And finally, surprise, surprise, Eminem is launching his own set of NFTs. And they'll drop during an online festival devoted to his NFTs called ShadyCon. Are we surprised? Are we surprised that all of these thirsty celebrities and big names are running into the NFT space to capitalize? Nope. No, no, I'm not. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I'll be back tomorrow, same Matt time, same Matt channel, for your daily news. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.